This week on Jesus Center Stage, how could we forget that it was podcast day? And we talk about surrender and letting Jesus be Lord of your life. All right. So we're like, um, what are we, four minutes uh, from Taco Bell that we just had? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we were also like four minutes from bed, and then we were like, snap, we got to do a podcast. We got to get this done, or it'll be late getting out. Yes. Um, Yeah, so it's, uh, this is the first time I think that it's kind of slipped our mind a little bit. This week has just been really weird to me. Like, I've had the feeling all week that I'm forgetting something, but there's nothing on my calendar that I live by. I know why it's been weird to you. Why? It's been so cold, and and your brain don't work correctly when it gets cold. Are you calling me stupid again? Again? Yeah, like a while ago. I've never said that. Saying I can't understand simple things. Now, that, that's because I was saying your like your intelligence is very high. So yeah. the, the or were you being sarcastic? You're like the uh, Apollos of. <laughs> Do you even know who Apollos is? Yeah. Wasn't he the one? Wasn't he the man in Acts that taught with eloquent speech? Yes. Okay, that's you. You have eloquent thinking, and mine is very simple. And I said something that I thought was very simple, and you had no clue what it meant. That's how simple it was. The words didn't even go together. (laughs) (laughs) That does not count as simple. Oh, okay. Um, When things only make sense in your brain, Mm -hmm. that does not equate simple. I'm just saying that it's been so cold this week that maybe your brain hasn't, like, fully warmed up to its running temperature i think it was i think it was yesterday morning that i felt like i was like out of it so it might be the cold i think it was either monday morning or tuesday morning i don't remember but i i literally felt like i was walking around half asleep and Mm -hmm. you know when you're trying to shop three orders at once and you're like half out of it it's it's kind of difficult it's bad for business is what it is Here's the thing, though. Even though you're half asleep, you can still remember there's no cream cheese and there's no French fries. All out. Always. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It, and speaking of half asleep, I feel like that's the way I've been sleeping. Me and you had this conversation. Oh, I was going to pick up like some melatonin today. Yeah. Like every morning I wake up and I feel like my, my brain was running all throughout the night. And I had like 10,000 dreams. You ever do that? Like, I fall asleep yeah. and I almost hate the dreams instantly. that I'm trying to get somewhere on the deadline and I can never get there. I wake up so yeah. frustrated and worn out. I don't know if that's a, if that's even any better, though, than like night before last. I would close my eyes. And really, I think before I actually went to sleep, I would start into a dream. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minutes later, I'd wake up. And then when I'd... Close you my know eyes. it was 15 minutes later or it just felt like 15 well, minutes later? I, later in the in the night, like from about 3.30 in the morning until about 6 o'clock, I usually would look at the clock when I wake up, and it would be like 15 to 30 minutes in That's between. That's really annoying when that happens. But every one of them was a different dream, like not even related. At least you're not going in circles in the same one. That's true, but... Like when you wake up from a dream that you're totally not enjoying, and so then you go back to sleep and it like restarts. Pick back up on it. Yeah. So horrible. Yeah, that's not good. But 
Yeah, then I wake up feeling like I really didn't sleep because even though my eyes and stuff were closed, I feel like I was thinking mm-hmm. and trying to solve problems and watching things. And yep. I'm like, why? I did, so you're going to try to get some mela- melatonin. Melatonin. We've never tried this before, y'all. We might not wake up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sleeping is usually not a problem at all for me. It's just... It's just feeling rested. Yeah, feeling rested. But, yeah, you remind me of that when you said half asleep. But... uh, Yes, it's just been really weird. Like, like, just not knowing what day it is or something. I don't know. It's just a weird week. Hmm. Things have gone awry in our lives. Yes. It's like an alternate universe or something. We don't know what's going on. And here it was, podcast day, and we're eating Taco Bell and talking about getting ready to go to bed, and here yeah, we are right now. It's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so topic for today is why do so many people, and I guess at, at one point, maybe I was even one of them, but why do so many people put off delay surrendering their lives to god accepting jesus as their savior as i mean here's one of yours actually letting him be lord of your life yes that's 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 different um why do why do people put that off so often and and i tell you where my mind was at was i i recently had a a extended conversation with a gentleman who told me that that he stays up at, at night sometimes and that he wakes up in the middle of the night thinking about the things of God, thinking about living in his sin and, and the penalty for that. And, and he said, I know that Jesus is the Savior, and I know without him um, that I'm not going to heaven. Um, but even with the, I'm going to say, turmoil, the uh, restlessness that he feels, he he told me, he, he said, I, I, I feel all those things, but I just can't bring myself to commit. And and I have my opinions. I have my opinions of why this particular individual does. And um, and and maybe I'll share a little bit of that in, in along the way. But, I mean, do you have any? I think there's lots of reasons. I think... For someone who who has never been saved, who has never encountered Jesus, I think there's reasons like they feel like they don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to when you start talking about putting your trust in Jesus or accepting him as your savior or going to him and, and asking him to forgive you and you haven't really heard that much about him. That's like to me, that's like a huge thing that can stop somebody because it's, it's our nature to want to understand something before we trust it, before we say it's it's it. So if we don't understand it completely, and good luck with understanding completely how the redemption plan works, yeah. because it's, it's over our heads, and that's what requires faith. But I think that's a huge thing that keeps people from surrendering and taking that step to accept Him as Savior, because they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if yeah. I if I don't understand it fully, then I'm not going to commit to it. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is, I'm too bad. 
when I yeah. get this part of my life straight, when I get, when I overcome this porn addiction, or when I stop smoking cigarettes, or when I stop cheating on my wife, or when I, you know, whatever the thing is, whatever the, the, the sin is, pick your poison here. When I quit lying habitually, when I, when I get this part of my life straight, then I'll surrender. Yeah. But that is... You can't do that on your own. Like that, all of those things that we struggle with and all of that sin that we have, and we all have it, just because I didn't name it doesn't mean you're free and clear. Yeah. We all have it. And we can't fix that. that. The whole sin problem, we cannot fix on our own. And that is exactly why we need Jesus. Yeah. Because he's the only one who can fix it. So that I think that's a couple of things of why people who've never encountered him hesitate. And then there's like a whole another list of reasons for people who have been saved, who have repented and confessed Jesus as Savior, but they still live their lives according to how they want to live it instead of how Jesus directs them to live yeah, it, meaning that he's not Lord of their life. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother list of things. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely two different groups of people there. Um, I was thinking as you was talking about the ones who says I just don't know enough about him yet, and and I agree. I mean, I gotta before read you more. put your your trust in to him, you do need to know. You don't have to know every little detail about him, but it, if you know the gospel uh-huh. that that you you're a sinner, that he came down, died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, was resurrected back to life, he's coming back someday. We, we know that if you know that that gospel, then you know enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just thought some but people look at it simple. like I've got to, like it's a test coming up. And before I go down there to take my test, I need to make sure I've studied enough mm-hmm. because I don't want to take it and fail. Yeah. Well, that's not oh, the that way. Part, that, yeah, that's a good one. Right yeah, that's there. not the way it works. And then. That's another reason why people, I think people hesitate. It's because they know that there's. Living a life as a Christian means I'm going to be living different. What if I can't do it? Yeah, and that. What if what if repenting and confessing my sin and for Second Corinthians says I'm supposed to become a new creation, but what if every part of me doesn't leave? Yeah. the next day. That, like, what if I, I still struggle with my addiction tomorrow? That's where I felt this gentleman was at. Was that was his reason? Was his fear of of failing God in the life of a Christian and, and doing that. And, you know, it's sometimes like, like you said, it's, it gets to that point where we overthink the front half of it. And we're, we're not thinking about the simplicity of the gospel. And that's simply that we need to put our trust in him. And the Bible says, repent, put your trust in Jesus. And it, then it goes on to tell us that, that all who call upon his name shall be saved. But we put so much, you know, I have to I have to know him well enough. I have to have cleaned up enough. I have, mm-hmm. you know, it's like saying I... It's like I, I, I have to do something. I'm not going to go to the gym until I'm able to lift 300 pounds. Well, if I don't go to the gym to start working out, I'll mm-hmm. never be able to lift 300 pounds. So people are saying, well, I don't... You know, I, I've got to get this right, and I've got to be able to do this, and I've got. But like you said, it's not us that can make that change; it's it's Him that makes that change in us. It's yeah. Jesus that makes that change in us. 
So you can't put off forever going to the gym thinking one day I'm just going to be able to lift 300 pounds. Another illustration is going to the hospital. You go Mm -hmm. to the hospital because there's something wrong with you that you can't fix. Yeah. And so you go to get medicine. You go to get a doctor's opinion. You go to to get something fixed that you're not able to self-medicate at home because it doesn't work. Just you might deal with the symptoms, but the problem doesn't go away. No. So you go somewhere for help. And that, that might sound cliche or whatever, but it's kind of the same principle. The The sin problem, regardless of which one it is you struggle with the worst, you can't self-medicate it away. No. You can't turn over a new leaf every day and hope that one day it doesn't grow back. Mm-hmm. Like you, you it, it just doesn't happen. No, and, and you know, but you, you talked have to earlier have about becoming a new creation. And I think sometimes that, that is the mindset that that I'll work myself to that place where I'm new and where I'm different mm-hmm. and and then I'm good. I'll I'll start going to church or I'll start reading my Bible or I'll yeah. start you know, I'll I'll then I'll make him Lord of my life. And, and I do think um, with the gentleman I was talking about is, is that was it is uh, that that he knows that Jesus is a savior. He knows that without him, you're not saved and, and that there's, a, you know, and you're not going to heaven. But at the same time, I think he's he's seeing his daily struggles and he's saying, if I wake up in the morning and I say, OK, this is it, I'm fully committed i'm making jesus lord of my Mm -hmm. life there's no guarantee that tomorrow night i might not have the urge to look at something i shouldn't or to say something say something i shouldn't or do you know whatever whatever that might be and because of that it's well i'll try i'll wait till tomorrow maybe Mm -hmm. tomorrow will be the day and i think that's um, where we we've confused the salvation process with the sanctification process mm -hmm. because when we when we are saved we become a new creation in christ just like the scripture says however some parts of the old man don't disappear right away yeah because it's an old nature that we have to replace with something else and some of those habits don't die easily yeah. That's why we have to crucify ourselves daily. This is not just a one-time occurrence to to get those struggles overcome, to, to be better in areas. But it's that daily sanctification of I must decrease so he can increase. Yeah. And it's in it go it's like a continuation of salvation. It's like you, a daily thing. If you look at um, the apostle Peter th- over over 3 years into the ministry um we we find scripture where he pulls a sword and and cuts a man's ear off now that says enough right there but have i don't know have you ever thought about this that if he swung a sword chances are he wasn't he wasn't precise enough to say i'm going to cut that guy's ear off most likely he was aiming for his head yeah i'm guessing he missed yeah and 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 just barely nicked him yeah but my point being g uh peter well, had i don't walked, know if it was barely didn't jesus pick his ear up well, yeah and put it back but i'm saying he barely missed his head oh um but i'm just saying peter had walked with jesus peter was the one that jesus said that you're the rock 
And Peter's the one that Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Now, here's this this man that is is with Jesus that has, you know, I don't want to say earned, but has been put in this position of you're you're going to have the keys to the kingdom. And after all of that, he still tried to take a man's head off. Mm-hmm. So if, if Peter had said, I'm not going to follow Jesus until I can guarantee that my anger won't get wound up inside of me. <laughs> never would have followed he him. He would have never done it. Mm-mm. And so... Throw James and John out, too, because the sons of... Throw sons everyone of, out. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's not one that would ever have been able mm-hmm. to follow him. And But, you know, if if we keep putting it off, then the day would have come for Peter that Jesus would have went to that cross and Peter w- would have never made that commitment. Right. But that that's just, uh, you know, some scripture that come to my mind that we can't just say once I'm able to do this or once I'm able to not do this, then I'm going to follow because even the ones who followed him the closest still sometimes had struggles in those I mean, par- it, departments. It's those things about us that keep us dependent on him. Mm-hmm. Because if we were perfect after salvation, then we would forget how much we need him. Yeah. And so it's those it's those daily things. So if if your struggle is I'm not sure I can do this Christian thing. I don't I, what if I fail at this Christian thing? I've been doing this Christian thing for a while. I still fail at this Christian thing. Okay, it's not something that we're we're not going to have it 100% correct until we get to heaven. And then it's because of him again. Mm-hmm. So don't let that hold you back because you think you're going to fail because your salvation is not based on you. It's based on Christ. In Ephesians, I think it's chapter two, it says not by works of righteousness that you have done. So getting yourself together is not the answer. Overcoming no. your struggle, not the answer. Never sinning, not the answer. You have to have Jesus to make you new. And that is going to become a process. It's a lifetime of learning to conform into his image and in the transforming of your mind. Just this week, I've had to do that with something. I took something to the Lord and he's like, yeah, that's not the deal. But here, let me point this out to you. Well, okay. Thanks a lot. Ouch. Mm -hmm. But... That, that's what I'm saying. You can't wait until you've got that all together because in six months, if you if you give your life to him today and you repent and confess and believe today, six months from now, there's going to be something else you didn't even know about. Yeah. Two years from now, something else you didn't even know about. Ten years from now, something else you didn't even know about because it's a constant process. So are you, are you in any way thinking that we're... Because we're saying you're you're always going to struggle like that. Is is that a a free pass? Absolutely to, to not. Sin. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Romans six. Yes. Grace is not a license to sin, and I think that's where if mm-hmm. you if you really meet grace, if you really understand what grace is, then you don't need a license to sin because you no longer want to. Yeah. When you realize who He is. And what he's done for you, that he took the wrath of God for you. That he was separated from God so that you don't have to live that way. When you realize the magnitude of what he did, 
then you don't want to sin anymore. It changes what you want to do, which brings me to another reason I thought of, and I scribbled it down so I wouldn't forget it, that I think people delay. Because I remember having this conversation with a lady um, several months back, um, and she, she too was like, I know I need him. I know I need to be in church. I know I need Jesus. I know I need him. I'm just not ready. And in, in talking with her, I think that maybe one of her reasons was she likes her life the way it is. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to give up. She feels like if she gets saved, then she can't keep doing the things that she's doing. And yeah. she, she'll have to make time for church and she'll have to make time for doing the right things and going to the right places. And so she views the Christian life as it's going to mess up everything. I'm not going to have any fun anymore. There's going to be so many rules. I'm going to have to do all this stuff. Can't sleep in on Sundays. Yes. And so there's that. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not ready to do what I think he's asking. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to require all of these things from me, and I don't want to do all of those things. So I'm just not going to get, I'm just not going to enter into this contract. But what, what, what we don't realize when we have that mindset is we're not entering a contract, we're entering a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not bound by how many times I went to church or how many minutes long I prayed or how many verses I memorized, but it's a relationship. And when you get to know him, you want to memorize and you want to pray and you want to go to church. And those things are no longer, I have to do this to keep up my end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. But it's, I want to do this because it pleases him. And in this relationship that I'm in, it changes everything. Yeah. Very good. Very good point. Um, I did kind of set you up while ago and you just like completely missed it. You're not calling me stupid again, are you? Well, you really missed it. <laughs> when I asked, was that was grace a a free oh, I had pass this on my mind. to to sin? And of course, Can it's I not, not say the right answer. Well, you said the right answer, but then you veered well off track. Anyway, well, that's because I here, had I'm this on my, my mind. I'm trying my best at the moment to pull us back on track. <laughs> You said before we started that it didn't matter where we started, we all always go somewhere and it would be fine. That's right. And that's why I'm trying to pull us back. So, grace isn't a license to keep on sinning because we got grace. It isn't a free pass because we got grace. You pointed that out that. in Romans 6. That's right. We covered it, but then we went the wrong direction. Mm-mm. We just didn't go your direction. Okay. Which. Just to clarify, ah, don't, don't even. <laughs> don't even. Listen. Most of our listeners are on my side, so just quit while you're ahead. Yeah, okay. Anyways, where you were supposed to have went with that was where you started at way earlier in the podcast was that because it's not a free pass to sin, that means just because you declare Jesus as your Savior doesn't make him Lord of your life if you believe that because there's grace there, you can just continue doing what you want to do so that's that's where i I was going to transition us over to is not the people who don't know him but as you said earlier the people who claim him as savior but there's very little evidence of them in their life because there is a difference between knowing him as your savior and having having him as lord Lord of your life and and just quickly what do you what is a lord 
you as we you know look He's through the, the guy Bible, in charge. yeah, look through the Bible. A lot of times, the 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 property owner, you know, of the the servants called him Lord. He's the one that you mm-hmm. you he answer to, that charge. you follow, that mm-hmm. you you keep his rules and and you, you do things. You do his things. Way. Yeah, and and as you said, it's this isn't. And I if s- you don't, you get kicked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, I, I'm not saying that this is a rules situation, but I'm just saying that that's what the Lord is often referred is to being in, in willing this world. To do things His way. Yeah. So when you say I'm 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 saved by Jesus. But then you continue doing all the things that the Bible says that Jesus would never do. Uh-huh. He would never want you to do it. Then you haven't you haven't made him Lord of your life, and I I think that's a what, huge what problem. What some people call today. fire insurance. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing everything. I I I'm doing the bare minimum that yeah. I think I need to do to get to heaven, but I still want to do all the things that. I still want to do. Th- yeah, me. I want to do things my way. Mm-hmm. I think, like, like that that differentiation between the Savior and the Lord. It's like knowing Him as Lord or having Him as Lord in your life takes your Christianity to another level. It takes yeah. your relationship to another level because now you're not just He's the one who rescued me, but He's the one who guides me. Yeah. He's the one who, his say-so, he has the authority in my life. And so now you're you're not just saved by him, but you're led by him. And he has the final say-so. So any decision that you have, any thought process that you have, when he becomes Lord of your life, those things start co- to conform to his word and to his way of doing things. And you're okay with it. Yeah, because yeah. he's the authority. He's got the final say. You can try something, or somebody can try to talk you into something. But when he's the Lord of your life, then what he says goes. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're you belong to him. Mm-hmm. In in you yes, know, your in allegiance is to him. Yeah, which again yeah. brings back to you're not doing the things you're doing because you're under a contract but your allegiance is to him so you're doing the things you're doing because you want to because he's that good mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's uh, to me that's a a huge uh issue in in church so uh, you know in in american churches anyway is that you there's turn your tv on and watch some of the mm-hmm. the more well known there there's never a message of surrender uh, given, and therefore most of the time that's how great you are, and you're really not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know an illustration of this or an illustration of that, and how you can overcome obstacles and all those things. But when we look at it, we're we're not equipped um, to to overcome anything. I just had a conversation today with a guy at work. Ace, which who I know is going to be listening to this, so, um, but we was talking about your podcast, audaciously unpopular, and the one you had this this uh, this week about not talking back to the devil, resisting the devil, and we we just looked at was talking about that, and 
I've so totally lost my train of thought here. It's so sad. <laughs> it really is. Um, I got to thinking about uh, us. I never talk about anybody's actual names, and I, I threw a name out there. I'm like, mm, should I have done that or should I not I have? think I'm pretty sure you've called him by name before. I probably have. And he's still listening, so yeah. it'll be okay. But um, do you know where I was headed with any of that? I don't. Okay. Well, I it'll come back to me in a minute. No idea, because <laughs> I wasn't part of this conversation yeah, originally. Yeah. Well, anyways, back to the Lord. Um, it's 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 more than the repeating of a prayer, or it's more mm-hmm. than as we were saying in the American churches, and just that everything's going to be okay, and that you know you're good to go. You're good to go. You, you um, pray to repeat after me prayer, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a singer that I super, super like, and I was listening to them today, and I was, you know, downloading some of them on Pandora as they came on mm-hmm. from the latest album, and I was enjoying it so much, and then there was the whole repeat of prayer after me, and it just, like, deflated. It was on Pandora? Pa- yeah, Pandora? Pandora? Yeah, because it was a, like a live recording. Did you hear that? I just created a new <laughs> one. Pan- don't don't pan- say it. Don't, don't do it again. Um, I was just, I, it just, like, it disappointed me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I still like their music, and I still will listen to their music. But I just, it just, like, deflated me for a minute because I was like, that there's more to it than that. Like somebody needs to say this. Somebody needs to start talking about this. That it's more than just a repeat after me prayer. Mm-hmm. Because you can repeat something and not mean it. And you oh, can absolutely. repeat something and have no idea what you're even saying. You've talked about that before that that mm-hmm. happened to you. You can do that and and then think that you're good and have absolutely cl- no clue what just happened. Yeah. Or what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And somebody needs to start talking about that. It, we have to go beyond this watered-down evangelism of Jesus loves you, repeat after me, okay, you're good to go. No, you're not. There's more to that. Yeah. There's he, a, re- a repent and believe and be baptized. And born again. Born again. New creation in Christ. Mm-hmm. No, crucified daily. Denying yourself. Picking up the cross. Following after him. Like, there's more to it than just repeating some boxed prayer, yeah. some pretty gonna, prayer that somebody made up. Yeah, and you're not going to hear that that spoke a lot now in a lot of churches and stuff. Because no, like, because as we it's said, not popular. It's, you're going to get more of the messages of uh, about, about us. And how, and, and we, how, can, we, can how we can overcome the devil by yeah. our own words. Yeah. Is that where you were going while ago? It was. It was... It was uh, it was along the lines of that that we don't have it, and oh, there it is! I got it. It came back to me. We was talking about not talking back to the devil, and I uh, and I told him today. I said it's not in our power to overcome anything in this world. Mm-mm. We we can't overcome the devil. We can't overcome death. We can't overcome sickness. We can't overcome, you know. Whatever we element can't overcome against, our own attitudes. No, most of we time. can't. We can't <laughs> overcome our pride. We can't overcome uh-uh. anything. But when we surrender to Jesus, I'm glad I thought of this before we got to the end of the podcast. <laughs> it would have drove me crazy. <laughs> but when we surrender to Jesus, then 
not through us. We still don't have the power. Mm-hmm. We only have what he has has blessed us with. But through him, we now have the power to overcome death. And if I can overcome death through Jesus, and that's... That's because it is not you, but Christ who lives within you. Exactly. And that's yes. what I'm saying. Once He, once you surrender and, and he is Lord of your life and you're living your life for him... And, and you're in that pla- that perfect place where he has called us to be, and that is surrendered. Once we're there, then th- that power to to overcome the devil, still not our power, right. but his power. And that's, that, that's why what, in John in John sixteen verse thirty three it says, "Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world." That is words in red. Mm-hmm. It's not be of good cheer because you can talk bad to the devil and he'll run away from you. It's be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. That's why in James it says, submit yourself to God. Yeah. John, Resist three, the devil. John three, the, the whole 17. submitting thing goes yeah. first. When we look at 3.17, everybody's familiar with 3.16, but it says, for I did not come to condemn the world, but through me that, that the world might be through. Ugh, yeah, that, you know, yes. <laughs> that through me the world might be saved. That it is, you think, the condemnation. I didn't come to condemn the world. But that condemnation is on each one of us. Mm-hmm. Because of the law. So so now we look at the things. What's the what's things that condemn us? And it is our attitude. It is our pride. It is our mind. It it's is this, our heart. It's everything about us. Yeah. Because it has every everything about us is in direct opposition to God. Mm-hmm. We are enemies of God. But it is but it is through him that we are are overcomers of those things. Right. And and that's what we was talking about today. Um uh and it was in regards, like I said, to your podcast, but that it's not in us. So I don't need to tell the devil how strong I am because mm-hmm. he knows that Without the blood of Jesus on me, I'm 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 a little bug. To I feel be like this is becoming a crossover to my podcast, but that that whole thing, like I, I really feel like I like he laughs when that happens. Mm-hmm. When we stand up on our own strength and we start bragging about how we can overcome him and how we're stronger and how we've got the power and how we told him off and everybody's like yeah good for you i really think he finds that comical because we have nothing in ourselves and when we start thinking we have the power in ourselves he's basically got us under his thumb Mm -hmm. because we're no longer relying on jesus we're no longer doing things his way we're no longer recognizing that he is the lord and that we should submit to him because he has the authority and he has the power over everything, over sin, over death, over hell, over the grave, over Satan. He has that power. Yeah. And that's a power that's not, it's not ours. No. It's no, a power that not. he has. When we look at that, and, and maybe we're maybe some people are going to go listen to your podcast now because of this, but when we look at that, it and, and you was talking about, you know, our arguments with the devil um but then we look at whether it be pride and you say well i'm just going i'm on i'm on tell this pride to get away from me and i'm gonna do this or do that it's really just think of this if it was death and and i came to you and i said guess what i decided today that i'm just not gonna die 
I've just decided that I've, I've willed it to myself that I'm not going to die. However, my body is going to die, but I've just decided that after I die, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. It's not. How in, are you going to do that? Exactly. It's not <laughs> in me to do that. I cannot do that. But through Jesus, I have done that right. because he has done that. So all these other things that we're talking about, pride and attitude and lust and uh, you know, all of the overcoming the keep, devil himself. All of the things keeping you from committing. Yeah. Are, are in him. Mm-hmm. So until I say, okay, I can't overcome death, obviously. I can't I, overcome sin. No, I can't overcome my pride. I can't overcome my uh, porn addiction. I can't, you know. And even if I did, even if I said, you know what? I've made up my mind. I'm not going to look at porn anymore. And I accomplished that. I'm still not, I still haven't your, defeated death. Your mind is not still not renewed, though. No, cause even if you Even if you, by chance or sheer willpower or whatever, stop looking for a while, those thoughts are still going to be in your mind. Yeah. yeah because you fed that to yourself. Yeah, it, but even so still, it, even still, just flow with me here as we get ready to close, but I'm saying oh, if... Oh, am I going the wrong direction again? <laughs> no, no, you was right, but I'm, I'm taking it even further. If I did, if I if I done away with my urges, if I never if I done away with my temptations to look at something I shouldn't, and I and I fully accomplished that in my life, it did not save my soul. No. So I I really accomplished nothing in the long run because no, because our this, righteousness this life is, is filthy rags. Yeah, this life that we're living right now is is just a, a brief moment. A vapor. A vapor in in the eternity that's coming. So no no matter what I'm able to overcome, mm-hmm. you, you know the rich young ruler that said I've kept all the commandments and I've done everything, done everything good, right. but which is questionable. Very <laughs> questionable. by the way. <laughs> um, but but when he couldn't let Jesus be Lord, mm-hmm. when he couldn't sell all he when had he and just follow go, him, when he couldn't let go of yeah. that one thing, yeah, then that was then more it, important to him. Then it was useless. Mm-hmm. I've lived perfect is what he was saying, but I'm not going into the kingdom of God because I'm not going to let Jesus be Lord of my life. I'm not going to uh, do things yeah. his way. So ultimately what we're we're discussing here is why put it off any longer? Why wait any any longer to uh, to make that commitment, to make that decision and and know that it's not something that's done prior to jesus but it's something something you do with jesus it's something you do with him because you can't make it there without him so all right well we didn't do too bad considering we forgot we was going to be doing a podcast (laughs) night and uh your feedback is appreciated (laughs) we'll try to do better next week so keep jesus center stage in your life